Hello everybody, welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It is Logan, and today, or yeah, today, it's the next day, it's about 1 o'clock in the morning. So I just got done replaying through Crisis 2 for the first time in a long time. Because I haven't touched Crisis in a very, very long time. And I gotta say, this game still is good. Um, I know a lot of people in, you know, when it comes to the Crisis franchise that Crisis 2 is looked at as the most hated out of the Crisis games, which in my opinion, I can see why. Um, you know, coming off of Crisis 1, a technological marvel um, of a game, and being open world and whatnot, Crisis 2 went for more of a linear story game rather than a GTA you know, open-world-esque sort of game, you know, having an open-world game in first person is a Far Cry thing at this point, but Crisis was a open-world game at one point, and Crisis 2 I thought was a good game, I really enjoyed Crisis 2, but then again, Crisis 2 was my first Crisis video game, it was my first Crisis game, and I ended up playing Crisis 3, and I loved Crisis 3 as well. I'm going to be replaying through that again, even though Crisis 2 is more recent uh, than Crisis 2. So, what did I think about Crisis 2 when I replayed through this? Well, there are a lot of um, bugs in this game. Um, so, for instance, some reload animations um, don't look good or match up where the clip will be floating in midair. Sometimes you won't have a gun pulled out on you, even though you have one equipped. Um, and sometimes you will get stuck in the dumbest of places. Like, for instance, I was trying to, early on in the game, when I was trying to drive a tank to get to Nathan Gould's lab... I couldn't fucking get past this tank that I blew up previously just before I grabbed uh, a different tank. And it was blocking my path conveniently enough. And I sat there for a good solid five minutes ramming my tank into the broken down tank to just get it out of the way. Now, the gunplay of Crisis I like and dislike. I think the reload animations on the guns are smooth as butter. But I feel like... The enemies are bullet sponges, and more bullet spongy than they should be. Now, granted, Crisis does um, take that factor of bullet spongy enemies and increase the clip size. Like, you're using scars and whatnot, and the clip size is a is a 40-round clip and extended mag to 50. That's almost a full LMG clip magazine. And it's like, okay... Um, the one thing I, I didn't really like about Crisis 2 is the beginning of the game. And this is the one thing where I think Crisis 2 was a make-or-break game, because the beginning of Crisis 2 is boring, okay? You know, learning how to use the nano suit and, and, and all that is boring, because I know how to use the nano suit. Now, this time I played through on Veteran Difficulty. And I actually found it to be easy. I didn't think veteran difficulty was hard. So whenever I play through Crisis 2 again, I'm going to go on the Super Soldier difficulty. Because I played through Crisis 2. And let me tell you, I felt like veteran difficulty was easy. I felt like I can only imagine what playing recruit difficulty on Crisis 2 would have been like. I can only imagine what recruit would have been like. Because veteran felt like recruit. I died a few times. 
but I adjusted my gameplay and I ended up doing better. However, one thing I found in Crisis that you don't even need to engage the enemies half the time. Like, in the, I just barely, and I mean, when I say just barely, I mean just barely, I got done with the final mission. And I only engaged maybe two or three enemies. Until you got to the part where you're forced to kill cloaked enemies, but... Other than that, it was a pretty, it was a pretty clean and straight up, um, gameplay. However, I, I realized Crisis's missions aren't extremely long, you know? The game definitely took me most of the day to beat, but I felt like Crisis 2 was a good length game. I felt like Crisis didn't overstay its welcome. And, you know, Crisis 2 didn't really have a boss battle. You know, Crisis 3 did have a boss battle, and Crisis 1 had a boss battle. Crisis 2 didn't really have a boss battle. You know, you didn't have to fight the Alpha Seth. You didn't have to fight, like, big warships on, on a warship. Um, you know, you didn't have those things to worry about and or deal with in Crisis 2. It was just straight up kill the Seth and, and help the Marines. And I liked Crisis 2. However, I feel like the, the ending of the game is kind of, you know, they didn't give Alcatraz a voice. And that kind of bothered me. But in a way, all these super soldier badasses don't talk. Unless you're Master Chief. But Master Chief's voice works. But I felt like Prophet could have talked. Um... And I don't know. I feel like Alcatraz and Prophet, it's really weird, right? Crisis 2 and Crisis 3, while I will admit Crisis 3 is better than Crisis 2, I haven't played Crisis 1, and I won't be until the remaster comes out, but I can safely say for Crisis 2 that it, it was, I think, a fine ending. And Rash, okay, and I haven't played Crisis 3 in a while, so maybe playing through as an 18-year-old who actually understands character development and who understands storyline will maybe understand the missing pieces. But you got to remember, between Crisis 2 and Crisis 3, it was about a 20-year gap. And New York isn't even a habitable city anymore. Like, what in the fuck happened? Like, I, I won't lie, you know, I, I think um, Tara Strickland... And Nathan Gould, I thought they were good characters. I, I thought they were. Um, even Sergeant Barkley, I thought was a good character. Now, when it comes to... Um, what was his name? Gosh damn it, the cell military guy. Lockhart? He was just, I think, kind of useless. You know, he was kind of like, oh, I'm a dickhead military guy and I want to kill you. So then when you kill him, you're like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought his character was kind of stupid. I didn't think his character was anything great. Now, I think Crisis 2, um, in my opinion, I think Crisis 2 had... Some things better than Crisis 3, like, in terms of, I guess, the, I like the, um, oh, what the fuck do you call it? 
the nanosuit upgrade system in Crisis 2 was better, in my opinion, than Crisis 3. Uh, A, because you could collect nanocrystals from just killing the Seth that can unlock all of your abilities um, to compared to in Crisis 3 where you have to pick up these nanosuit kits to be able to upgrade your nanosuit, which in my opinion I think is kind of fucking stupid because I'd rather just collect nanocrystals and, and you can get those off of every kill that you get. But one thing I like about the Crisis games is you don't have to fight every enemy to actually win. Um, but like I said, the when it comes to Crisis 2, Crisis 2 introduces you to a new character. Okay, Prophet has always been in the Crisis games, but you never really play as Prophet until the third game. Not really. You play as Alcatraz, impersonating Prophet, through Crisis 2. And like I said, how the fuck did Lawrence Barnes, after he committed suicide in Crisis 2, come back to life in Crisis 3? How the fuck did that happen? Where did Alcatraz's body go? You know, all those sort of questions, I didn't really get answers to. When Crisis 3 came out, it was like, cool... You know, like I would have been fine with Lawrence Barnes living within the suit and helping out Alcatraz. But when he's dead and then he comes back to life and then where did Alcatraz go? Like there's just there's 20 years between fucking Crisis 2 and Crisis 3. 20 years. Okay. Doom Eternal is the only game that I know that takes place longer than that. Time wise. And even with Doom Eternal, you wonder where was the Doom, you know, where did he go after Dr. Samuel Hayden, you know, teleported him away and shit. But at the same time, it's a Doom game. They're not so focused on the story, read the codex if that's what you want. They're just focused on the gameplay. But I will say Doom Eternal had a good story. But in terms of a linear story, like if you're making a video game where your whole game is centered around story and characters... That might be something you need to explain to people. How how the fuck did all that shit happen? Maybe they did, and I just need to replay through Crisis 3 to figure it out. Which I don't doubt, because I haven't played Crisis 3 in a while. I just liked the New York atmosphere of Crisis 2, you know? Uh, I don't think Crisis 2's multiplayer is really good. Um, I don't think any of the Crisis multiplayers were good. To be honest with you, Crisis is just a good single-player campaign game. I felt like they could have made it a co-op thing, um, but it's that's all it is. You know, it doesn't need multiplayer. It's not designed with multiplayer in mind. It shouldn't be. You know, I played through Crisis 3 and Crisis 2 multiplayer, and I think all of it sucks. It's just, you don't fucking need multiplayer in those games. You know? Like, I just, in my opinion, I just, I think that those games should just be single player only, you know? Crisis 2, I thought, was a gem back when I first played it as a little kid. Crisis 2 was my introduction into the Super Soldier sci-fi video game, genre okay so you know halo doom all that shit 
started for me with Crisis and Prophet and the Nano Sue and Alcatraz. And that I think the reason I really like Crisis 2 and it's just it's just because Crisis 2 was my first Super Soldier sci-fi game. It was my first one and I loved it. I didn't play at when I was a kid, you know, I didn't like I, I could put aside my bias and say, yeah, Crisis 2 is not better than Crisis 3. I can tell you that automatically from a story standpoint, character standpoint, I can tell you that. But in terms of my nostalgia of being a kid, I have a special place in my heart for Crisis 2. Because Crisis 2 just was something that I never had experienced, you know. And if it wasn't for my dad's friend who lent it to him, I would have never experienced the Crisis franchise. I wouldn't have bought in Crisis 3 because I would have never played 2 and had the drive to buy a Crisis 3. And Crisis 3 is old, guys. Crisis 3 is old. Crisis 2 is old. Crisis 2 is coming up on being a decade old. Crisis 1 is a decade old. Well, over a decade old now. About 11 years. So Crisis 2 is approaching a decade. Crisis 1 is already over a decade old. And then Crisis 3 will obviously be a little few more years down the road before it hits a decade. But these are old games. Like, old. Old games. 2011? 2009? Like, dude, we're talking games that, you know... I didn't even knew existed at the time. <laughs> Back in 2011, I I didn't have a 360. I don't think I got a 360 until 2012 or 2013. I got my 360 about I would say a year or two, yeah, a year or two before um the Xbox One came out. Because I remember when the Xbox One came out, the Xbox uh, 360E had come out as well. Because this, this is what ended up happening, right? So for Christmas, we ended up getting the Xbox 360E. And about a year later, we decided, me and my brother, to join money together to buy an Xbox One. So, we had our 360Es, but we didn't get our 360S, I believe it was, yeah, it was the 360S. We didn't get the 360S on, uh, for a few more years before we got the E. So, yeah, I mean, I was young, but I wasn't, like, really young, you know? When Crisis 3 came out, my dad, like I said, got it from his buddy from work. Who lent it to him to play. He also gave him Call of Duty 4. I played Call of Duty 4 on a PS3. Most of most of the games that I played. Or started playing. Like Call of Duty and all that. I started playing on PlayStation. And I moved over to Xbox. When I finally got my own. I mean I played Xbox. The original. And the 360 over at my cousin's house. Because my cousin. My cousin owned the PS1. The PS2. The Xbox. The 360. I played all the consoles. But my dad owned the PS2. And my first console, my very first console was a PS2. I'll always have a special place in my heart for the PS2. 
But the Xbox 360 was my all-time favorite console. I still love the 360 to this day because I had so many good memories on the 360 from Dead Island to playing call any Call of Duty. Because back on the 360, ugh, 360, every Call of Duty was a good Call of Duty. You had fucking World at War, COD 4, MW1, well, yeah, Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3, COD 4, um, the Black Ops sequels at the time, World at War. I mean, you had a lot of good CODs, and then, yeah, you had Advanced Warfare, which was, was my least favorite Call of Duty. Um, then you have Call of Duty Ghosts, which is kind of controversial. I think people like it more now than they used to, but yeah, for the most part, Call of Duties were good on the 360. I just had a lot of good memories on the 360, you know? And like I said, playing AVP, Transformers Fall of Cybertron, Transformers War for Cybertron. I mean, the amount of fucking games, guys, that I ended up playing on, you know, 360 that I loved and enjoyed, including Crisis and Crisis 3. Even though I had played uh, that, those games on PlayStation 3 first. You know, 360 just gave me a lot of good memories. I mean, I like the Xbox One X. Don't get me wrong. Or the S Xbox One. Don't get me wrong. I like the Xbox One. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's a very good console. But I just... I feel like the memories made on the 360 were a lot more memorable than the Xbox One. Um, the, X the only Xbox One memories that I remember fondly that were really good were the days of BO3's Prime and GTA 5. Because BO3 was the year that I got GTA on the Xbox One, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed playing GTA on the Xbox One. You know? And Black Ops 3. I played those two games, and I loved them both. And... Those were great memories, but after that, I can't recall a Call of Duty giving me great memories. Like, I like Modern Warfare, but I wouldn't say Modern Warfare, BO4, or any of those games gave me really good memories on the Xbox One. You know, I mean, I'm re guys, I'm replaying 360 games on my Xbox One to relive the glory days of when I used to play video games, okay? The 360 had so much going for it and was so good on so many things. Oh my gosh. But yeah, Crisis 2. Sorry, we got on a little bit of a console tangent, but Crisis 2 is a good game. I think out of the Crisis trilogy, it's not the best one. Or the quadrilogy, counting Warhead. But let me explain to you why Crisis 2 is not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Number one, it's got a pretty good story, you know? And I get, you know, between Crisis 2 and 3, the, the, the story's kind of up in the air because you don't know what the fuck's going on. And, like, where did Alcatraz go? Where did Prophet, you know, how did he get there? Like, there's a lot of things that are unanswered. But it's okay because if you just look at it as, um, as the game before Crisis 3, before that nonsense, it's a good game. The story's fine, had a good ending. It's just the fact that Crisis 2 was, you know, Crisis 2 is a good game. A great game, matter of fact. But people will not consider it that because it's a Crisis sequel. 
And when people played Crisis, they expected an open world super soldier badass simulator, which they did not get. Which is why Crisis 2 is not said to be a good game, but it really is. It's just not good among the Crisis trilogy. I personally like it. I mean, Crisis 3 is better, and when I play Crisis 1, I will then confirm, is it the middle ground or the worst of the trilogy? And I know what people are going to say. If you dare say Crisis 2 is better than Crisis 1, look, man, I got to play Crisis 1 first to be able to judge it. Maybe I'll like it more than Crisis 3. I don't know. We'll figure that out, though. But that's all I really had to talk about. I just wanted to talk about Crisis 2 and how I replayed it and kind of looking at a game that's almost a decade old through a perspective lens in 2020. Funny enough, the game takes place in 2023. We're three years off, so maybe in three years we'll discover aliens underneath Manhattan and we'll come up with a fucking suit of armor this year that is just like the nano suit. Because, you know, according to crisis lore, at this point we are already supposed to found aliens and they're squid-like. Who knew? But that's all I had to talk about. I hope you all enjoyed And if you are like, what the fuck is Crisis? I recommend you go play it. Now, if you obviously are looking up Crisis on, you know, whatever console you're on for backwards compatibility, it's spelled C-R-Y. Okay? Not C-R-I, C-R-Y. S-I-S. Crisis. Okay? And I get why it's spelled that way, because it's a crisis, like, you know, it's a crisis with aliens, but it's made by Crytek, and Crytek has a Y in it, so they put the Y in the name, I I mean, I get what they're doing. Even in the fucking video game, they got Crynet, it's the, like, I feel like Crytek is like the most meta of all the video game, uh, you know, companies out there besides Ubisoft, who legitimately put... Like, little hints as to who the fuck made the game. It's like, we get it. Like, Crytek doesn't need to explain themselves. The problem is, is like, I don't know. It's just, I do want to quickly touch upon, though, um, the Crisis 1 remake. Will we actually get a Crisis 4? Because there are people wondering, will we ever get a Crisis 4 if they're remastering Crisis 1? Well, let me explain it to you like this. Either they're going to go through and remaster all the Crisis games, which I don't know why they would for Crisis 3 yet. Crisis 2, I could see getting a remaster. It's about 10 years old. But if Crisis 1 sells good, really good, and it shows that there's a market for the Crisis games still, they might make a Crisis 4. But I'm telling you guys, if you want a Crisis 4... You're going to need Crisis Remaster to sell through the roof. Because there's no way in hell that they're going to green light a Crisis sequel. A brand new sequel. If the fucking Crisis Remaster does not sell up the asshole. If it doesn't sell the copies that EA wants sold, then they won't be making a sequel. But there is a possibility that if this remaster sells very well, we will get to see a Crisis 4. But that's all I wanted to touch upon. Thank you very much. 
and I will talk to you all in the next one.